addiction. It claws its way into your life, stealing your hope and leaving you feeling utterly lost. You try to fight it, but its grip is tight. Its strength, overwhelming. You may feel defeated, but there's still a light burning. It's the light of hope, of recovery, and it shines from those who have faced the monster of addiction and emerged victorious, transformed by the power of faith. Welcome to Restored by Faith, the addiction recovery podcast, where we ignite the flame of hope by sharing triumphant stories of individuals who have shattered the chains of addiction and found true freedom in Christ. These are not just tales of overcoming a struggle. They are war cries, testimonies of resilience and transformations fueled by unwavering faith. Let's dive in. Hey guys, good to have you again. This is Restored by Faith podcast. And today we have one of our marketing students here with us today. He's um, been in the program for about five months or so, and he's been doing really well. We're just excited to have him um, tell where he came from and give us the details of his story and hope it communicates to, to a heart out there that's still struggling or just someone that's trying to, you know, get along with us. Yes, sir. Um, thank you for having me, Trell. Um My name is Jonathan. I come from Dallas, Texas. I grew up in Carrollton. Um, I mean, for the most part, it all started just hanging around the wrong people uh, when I was younger. Uh, About 13 years old, I was hanging around uh, older kids and uh, just, you know, going to parties, smoking weed. You know, that's really where it all started. And then, you know, just getting into trouble every day, uh, skipping class. That slowly turned into, uh, well, coincidentally, at 13, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, it was at that point, it was already, uh, it's already progressed to a point where the lump was noticeable. And uh, I believe she was like stage two, almost three at that point. Throughout my whole high school and part of my middle school years, uh, she was battling that. And that kind of, uh, that, that kind of helped with, I wouldn't say helped, but it kind of, made me go off in that direction of just getting into trouble with my friends, skipping school, doing drugs. Um, Got to the point where uh, I was even stealing alcohol from my family. Uh, My my Nana was always a drinker. She always drank uh, boxed wine. And every time we would go over to her house, which was very often, I would just get bottles and bottles of of alcohol and just sneak them and I've gotten caught a couple of times and that would get me in even more trouble. It caused a lot of strife in my family. Never really got along with my stepdad either. Uh, we always fought. Um, and that's actually how I left my home. I didn't even graduate high school at that point before I just straight up left the house uh, at 17. I just turned 17 at the time. And uh, I, had to, I had to stay with a friend for a little bit and moved back in with my Nana eventually uh, graduated high school. At that point, uh, I was kicked out from her home because I was smoking weed in her home um, with her having a a very sensitive job that wasn't really supposed to be a thing. She was very much against it. And so at that point, I just kind of did whatever I wanted. I eventually went to college. I paid for it myself using tax return money and things like that. And I was doing okay at that point. I I was really just smoking weed uh, every now and then. Like I I really wasn't that much of a drinker, you know, at this point in my life. You know, I my mom was still battling cancer. 
it wasn't until I was 21 where everything just kind of hit me full force. At that point, uh, right when I turned 21, uh, I was dating a girl for about a year. Uh, we were moving in together and uh, my mom, she passed away. She was in remission. Uh, that means uh, the, the cancer went away for a little bit and then came back full force 10 times stronger. And within a three-month period of being in remission, uh, she was already on her deathbed. Got to see her for her last moments, and that really uh, messed with me. You know, I felt she was taken away from me way too early in my life. I just became an adult, and, you know, as a teenager, with my with my parents having to deal with all that and my sister uh, just being born, like, they didn't ha really have time to focus on me. So that was another reason why I just kind of did whatever I wanted and got into a lot of trouble and uh, started doing drugs and drinking and smoking things like that. Uh, and so I, I just didn't really know how to really be an adult, you know, because of that. I mean, I'm not using that as an excuse or anything, but, you know, no one really showed me what was right or what, what was wrong because of that. And, um, you know, after she passed, uh, th that really made me spiral. Next thing you know, uh, you know, I'm, at, I'm 21 at this point. I'm, I'm buying liquor. Uh, I didn't even bother to drink beer or anything like that. I went straight for the hard stuff. And I, I was drinking heavily every single day. Um, and I did that for many years, many years, um, up until just coming into Teen Challenge, you know, uh, actually before, in between that, that period, I also lost my Nana to COVID. During COVID, uh, you know, she was already having lung issues. She was on an oxygen tank. And uh, at this point, I, I was uh, staying with her for a little bit uh, to kind of help her out with her medical bills and things like that and the mortgage. And uh, she ended up passing while I was staying with her. And that also made me go e even deeper down that rabbit hole. Um, I even I even overdosed on fentanyl once where uh, this was right before she uh, she passed. She found me in my room, uh, blue in the face uh wasn't even breathing and she called the the ambulance and they all i remember was waking up on my bed i guess that's where they did everything to revive me and immediate and then after i i woke up they rushed me to the hospital and detoxed my body and and then uh that was my that was my first big scare you know was that overdose yeah at that point, uh, yeah, she uh, she ended up passing from COVID shortly afterwards, and then um, I was uh, I, that put me in a very dark place again. You know, losing family members and uh, already not going in the right path. I grew up uh, in the church. I grew up Catholic, actually. I went to Sunday school um, when I was younger. Uh, I was in youth group as a teenager. And even after I graduated high school, I I was a youth leader, but I wasn't walking in the way of the Lord, you know. I was just kind of going through the motions and just seeing if my, my Nana was approving of everything that I was doing, which obviously, you know, I was doing one thing in church, you know, but I was a completely different person outside of church, you know. Right. I can tell you how many times where, you know, before or after I was, you know, going to youth group, I was getting high or something. You know, just wasn't living Christian-like at all, you know. Mm -mm. It was something else. Um, but 
I think everything that I went through led me up to where I am right now as uh, with my relationship with the Lord in a way that, you know, after doing what I've been doing for many years, you know, it took me losing my job, my place to, to live at, my uh, everything, my, my cars, like everything to where God stripped me of everything to make me a new slate uh, just for him and focus on him and live the right way. And I had to go to the hospital once again uh, because of withdrawals from excessive drinking of alcohol and, you know, liquor. Uh, I was drinking so much liquor. I was drinking, um, I was drinking a half gallon every two days. I was always, you know, I did, I didn't like driving, drinking and driving, even though I did do it pretty often. But there were a lot of times where I knew I was just too messed up to drive. I would Uber to the closest uh, liquor store whenever I was running out. And this is where I really noticed that I was having withdrawal symptoms. And at this point, I still had a job so I can like fund my, my habits. Um, I was having withdrawals in the, on the Uber rides on the way to the liquor stores when I was out. I'm over here like in a, having anxiety attacks and I'm sweating and the Uber driver's like trying to have a conversation with me and everything. And I'm like not even focused on the conversation. I'm worried about getting my next bottle, you know? And that's when I really noticed that I was having a, that I had a, a real problem here, you know, physically as well. You know, I was having those physical symptoms. Um, but it took losing everything. And when, I realized, okay, I no longer, I no longer have an income. I lost my apartment. I don't have a vehicle, a vehicle anymore. Um, I tried to detox by myself from alcohol uh, at a, you know, before I went to the hospital, I tried to detox by myself at a at a hospital or at a hotel, and that that lasted like two days. You know, I it didn't work out. I was profusely sweating. I couldn't sleep without taking three or four shots at a time. And at that point, that would only last a couple of hours before I'm waking up with my heart pounding and covered in sweat. And it was just, I couldn't eat. You know, I would uh, I would try to eat and I, I just wouldn't be able to stomach it. And so the withdrawals were worse than anything I've ever dealt with physically in my life. And so that's when I finally made the decision to be like, okay, well, I can't do this by myself you know, I have to seek a professional. So I, I, uh, took the dart train to the nearest hospital that was able to treat me at this point. I still had health insurance. So I was able to do all this on my old company's expense. And so I was there for five days and they were the doctor, the head doctor for my treatment. Uh, he was like, you know, you were, you, you made a, a very smart decision coming here because there, there would have been no way for you to do all this by yourself the way that you were trying to, because, you know, you could have, you could have had seizures, you know, trying to do this alone. And now that you're being detoxed properly, uh, we're going to try and stabilize you and, and then we'll figure out where, where we're going to, what we're going to do with you afterwards. You know, I stayed for five days. I was stabilized at that point. And during those five days, I remember my aunt telling me about Teen Challenge when I was about 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, this, you know, back back when I was younger and messing up and, and all that, you know, 
I remember her telling me about it, and I just kind of ignored her back then. But this this time, I God gave me a, a wake up call, you know, and yeah. I'm a, I answered. Praise God. Praise God. And I I called her. I was like, you know, I remember that program that you told me about all those years ago, and I think I'm ready to make that step. You know, at that point, I was even praying to God. This was the first time I've actually prayed to God. I, I knew about God. I knew he existed. In fact, you know, before I actually started developing a relationship with the Lord and actually knowing who he was, I thought, like, my life was just some, like, I was being punished for something or I don't know what it was. But now I understand he was just trying to get my attention to bring me closer to him. And to live the way that he wants me to, not how I want to. And that's what brought me to Teen Challenge, ultimately. You know, it took so many trials and a lot of heartache and a lot of physical pain. But it brought me to one singular point in my life that's catapulted me into God's grace. Amen. And now being here at Adult and Teen Challenge... Um, what would you think is your greatest challenge here? Considering so much stuff that you've been through, it would seem like anything that got put in your in your way, you'd be able to just like hurdle over it. But I know that there are learning curves and things you have to do in order to move forward. And when we start learning in that spiritual way, it has a way of like, you know, being brand new to us, you know. So mm-hmm. what would you say um, is your was your hurdle that has caused you to be aimed at your future here so some of the challenges that i've uh, come across while being here at teen challenge you know at the end of the day it's in the name teen challenge it's not meant to be easy and so uh learning different skill sets that i didn't know before or, or even really cared to learn before those were things that uh you know almost kind of like you know I'm I'm being sharpened like like a knife, like God is is doing that, you know, just kind of forming me in the way that he needs me to in areas where my blade was dull. You know, he's sharpening that now. That's the way I look at it. Um, I try and do the best that I can. Uh, And one thing that my Nana has always told me was, you know, do what you can and give the rest back to God. So I try not to worry too much about it, about what I can't handle, but I do the best that I can. Um... I'm continuing to learn more about the Lord uh, through the Word and through some of the classes that we take. Uh, those those have been very insightful on how I perceive God and my relationship with Him and how to go about it. What has been your favorite class so far? Um, I'll be honest. Uh, strangely enough, the, the contract work is where I really learned the most about my perception of God. Because it really puts things like, for example, I remember, I remember this in, in the first contract. They basically said to visualize the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as like an egg. And each part of the egg, the yolk, the outer layer, and the shell, all it's all the egg. The whole piece is the egg, but there's different parts of it. And that's kind of what the Holy Trinity is like. So that's one example of that. Um, GSNL is pretty pretty interesting too i i always get everything i get a lot out of all the classes honestly amen 
And man, it's a it's a beautiful thing to be able to throw away our old states of minds and, and just be given this new way that'll lead us into our futures. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of goals do you have? Uh, I know you're in the marketing office and you're getting to, um, you know, explore that business aspect of Adult Teen Challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have have you developed any goals from that? Absolutely. So my my personal goal and um, I think uh, I think it's something that we all share uh, in, in this department is just more expansion and more uh, exposure to the public of who we are and what we're here for. You know, we're here to reach out to those who are struggling through anything that is controlling their life in a negative fashion, uh, any addictions that they may have and let them know that this is a place for hope, you know. Um, I want people to know, uh, men, women, adolescents, it doesn't matter because we, we provide it all. We provide that sort of service for, for anybody that this is the place to do it. You know, when I didn't have hope, when I was stuck in my, in, in the darkness and in the wicked ways that I was going about life, this is the place where I found peace and harmony and, you know, a relationship with the Lord. Amen. I'm glad to hear it, man. If you could. And I'm going to do this with everybody. If if you could look back and talk to the you, maybe the 15-year-old you that was there or somebody else that's going through the same struggles as you, what would you tell them? God is always with you. No matter if you're, if you see him or not, or uh, if you feel his presence, he is always right there just waiting for you to make that turn towards him and acknowledge him and receive his grace, you know, nobody is too far away from his grace. Amen. Well, it's been great hearing your story. Uh, you've been spitting a lot of facts, man. We appreciate you coming in and talking to the world. Thanks, everybody, for enjoying this session of Restored by Faith podcast. Talk to you next time. As we draw the curtains on another powerful episode of Restored by Faith, we want to thank you for joining us on this journey of resilience, redemption, and unwavering faith. If you or someone you know is battling addiction, we encourage you to reach out to the East Texas Men's Center, where the flame of hope is kindled and lives are transformed. You don't have to face this journey alone. The East Texas Men's Center is here to provide support, guidance, and a community that understands the challenges of addiction. Take that courageous step towards recovery and redemption. Call the East Texas Men's Center at 903-652-2352 or visit their website at easttexasmensrehab.org. Remember, the journey to restoration begins with a single step of faith. Thank you for being a part of the Restored by Faith community. Until next time, may the light of Christ guide you on your path to healing and freedom.